good thing that it is the longer time you have because you would have been asleep already. Yes. And this show would have been very awkward with you sleeping. Maybe. I mean, no, we're still yeah, I would probably, show. I'd probably be snoring. We were passed out against the wall and we just kept joking. I literally was. Yeah. Are we going to do another St. Patty's episode? No. I think we're <laughs> still over from that. It's, become, it's a tradition. Don't we have to? How does it a tradition? Is it? Oh my you god, you start to, you're starting to sound we did like... We it once, it's a tradition. You're, you're starting to sound like Marla Brooks. <laughs> well, people are looking forward to it. No, they're not. Nobody cares. Oh no, they just they are. If there was cameras in here. Oh. So I think that... Uh, you know, while we took our, our break and now we're at our ne- next part of our wonderful episode, continuing with our good friend Tim Shaw, the Reverend Tim Shaw. Um, for those of you guys that listened to part one, um, when we were talking about all the, you know, paranormal stuff that's going on lately, you know, obviously you got to know Tim a little bit. We're really, we're really thrilled that he's still here for part two, but um, he just tried to explain to us how he was an introvert. I am. <laughs> If you listen to the first part of this show. Aww, <laughs> uh, I'm very shy. Oh my goodness! Wow, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> Come on, I don't understand this. I just don't. I don't understand. It. I feel that I'm an introvert. I'm not, you know. Yeah, and I could tell by um, hosting the radio show Black Cat Lounge, by hosting the the TV series Curiosity, by the numerous numerous books that you've written. The lectures that you do all across the country, you know, um, That's yeah. Introvert, yeah. <laughs> across the country. What do you mean? Two states I've been in. No, <laughs> more states than that. And they threw me out of one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they said, don't ever come back. <laughs> I think it was New Jersey after I told you that story earlier on the break. That was a great story. We cannot share that. Story. We will not share that one. That's all I know is I woke up with a new tattoo, and I won't tell you what it says. <laughs> Uh, so, if people want to check out more of what you do, what's the best way for people to do that? Is it through Sean Thomas Productions? Yeah, yeah, the best way is www.seanthomasproductions.com. Uh, Sean uh, and the reason why I use that is that, uh, I'll be honest with you, totally honest with you, I took a step back. I didn't want to be like the brand anymore. I wanted just to be part of something. And actually, if you look at, if you watch our first series... Uh, the first season of Curiosity, I'm not even in. I do all the... I'm, I'm producing it. I'm doing camera work. I do all the other stuff. Uh, I schlep, you know. And that, that's what... I love doing that. I like being behind behind everything. I, I've been I've been out speaking because I'm an introvert. Uh, I've been doing it for, what, I don't know. It was like nine years. It was nine years on Para-X, two years on CBS Sky. Uh... I was on Z Talk Radio for about a year, and I can't remember what else. There was a couple other ones, and I just got tired of it. I wanted to be behind. I didn't want anybody. I just got tired of you know being that guy that was out front, and I really did. And I, and it was the best thing I ever did because I love uh, doing it. Now this year, I'm actually uh, uh, hosting one, one or one or two uh, curiosities. And I suck at it. I do. I don't. I got a face for radio, man. I looked at myself and I'm going, "Holy crap! Who is that old fat man over there? It looks like Santa. Oh, that's me! Oh no, <laughs> honey, <laughs> I think it's time for the cocktails." <laughs> uh, we are always our harshest critics, aren't we? Oh yeah. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Everything, uh, every show I do, you know, like for like Black Cat Lounge. I mean, it's 
uh, we talked about the different sh types of shows and stuff. And I always did a lot of prep for my my show. And I was I was heavily I like the flow. I, I'm really I was really into the flow of information. And I would listen to a show that people would say would be an awesome show. I mean, I I interviewed uh, you know someone who was uh, a friend of uh, Nelson Mandela. And and he knew the Dalai Lama and all this and what a great uh, Robert Taylor's the guy's name and what a great interview it was and I really prepped for it and at the end of it people were like oh my god I can't believe that you got this guy on this guy doesn't go on any other show and I'm like oh man it sucked it was terrible I was way <laughs> off the game and you know we are our our worst critics and you know it's like it's like my books I I'm working on uh, book number seven. And it's called Strange and Unusual Tales I Tell My Friends. And it's, I don't like doing regional books anymore because I, I you know, I'm blessed because I get to go out and do crazy right. stuff all over right. the place. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell some silly little things that I've done. You know, like the fart heard across Waverly. That was a, that was a good one. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story? I'm, listen, I'm proud of it. I Listen, I, you know, I dealt it, I smelt it, and that's it. I'll tell you exactly what it, one time. Where at Waverly? I was I, I investigated Waverly four times, and one time was a peak experience. It was like unbelievable, and then the rest were just okay. You know, just like you know, you get a get out of here or don't touch me or whatever EVP, and you know you're satisfied with it. But it, the one time was a really peak experience. But so I'm speaking at this Paracon down there, and listen, if it's free, it's for me. So I got free entry into Waverly that night. Well. After the Paracon was over, we're all going to go out to eat. And I'm thinking, oh, man, they got this steakhouse that is amazing. I had eaten there for lunch. And nice. this steakhouse just, I mean, it was just, oh, you, you know, the burgers just were huge. And, they, and you know, and you just they, you, know, you sit at the bar and watch people walk by with these plates. And you're drooling. That's, it was so wonderful. And where did everybody want to go? Hooters. <laughs> Hooters! Of course. Listen, I'm... Listen, we're all from Buffalo. Those aren't wings. No. Those aren't wings. And you know what? I'm not impressed. Listen, I like I like a good derriere or breastines just like the rest of you, including, you know, I mean, I'm sure you appreciate it. You oh, know? sure. Yeah. But, you know, Allison appreciates this stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm not impressed when it comes to food. When it comes to food, I want to eat. I don't care if it's being served by a naked woman, you know, Miss Nude USA or whatever. It, it just, you know, I want good food. Well, we're... I eat this god awful, these god awful chicken wings and a hamburger, right? So you go to Waverly and we're, I can't even remember what floor it was. I think it was the first floor, it was by the pharmacy. And I'm walking through, and all of a sudden, I feel aliens starting to go and just like getting ready to escape from my stomach. I was waiting for the little, the little, the little head with the, with, with, with the teeth to pop out through my belly button. I said, "Oh my God! I gotta let the, I gotta let this gas out, or I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die." Now we're in a mixed group, so listen. I'm not gonna try to be. I don't want to be like rude and let this thing go. If it was all guys, I just, hey, pretty good, huh? <laughs> Bet you can't pass that one, you know. But you know, you're with women, so you don't want to do that. So I slip off. You know, I think I'm sly. I'm really slick. I slip. I slip off. Get in this room. It's the old pharmacy. And it's a big old room. Nothing in it. Huge, and. Out comes the roar of Manhattan. Right? Echoes and everything. And then I realize this dude is behind me. <laughs> he says to me, he says, well, I thought, you know, maybe you felt something. So 
you you know, I followed you in here. Maybe you thought it was psychically you felt something. I said, I felt something all right. But the best part was he taped it. Oh, my goodness. He taped it. So he sends me the tape, and, of course, it's like, you know, this, this scream. You know, it sounds like... So what I do now is I use it whenever I teach 101 or whatever, you know. What is a ghost noise and what isn't? So I usually go and play it up to the point where, you know, my but this guy says what it is. And you hear this, and people are going, oh, my God, that's a big iron door being moved. Oh, my God, is that furniture? Is that ghostly furniture? What is it? Oh, my God, that's a howl. What is that? And then I play the whole thing, and the guy goes, <laughs> Reverend Tim farting. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show you, kids. <laughs> but you know what? Seriously, I mean, it's. I mean, I don't mind making fun out of myself when it comes to that because I mean, let's face it. We all know that there's a lot of false positives out there. But those are the stories I want to put in. You know, I want to put in like little mm-hmm. things like that. You know, things that I couldn't like be like really. You know, in the other books, real serious. You know, the C two D one. You can't. You know, that was that was a very very nasty case. So you don't want to go in. You don't want to you know, lighten it anyway, you know, and like the, the Buffalo books or the Rochester books and all the other, you know, they, they were a lot serious, a lot more serious than this. So I really like to have something that's a little bit more lighthearted and just, I think that giggle. works good too, to the readers. I know I appreciate like when I read something about some, or know something and they come around, they put the book out and it's completely left field and it's like at them, aimed at themselves almost. Yeah. I think those are the best reads. And I'll tell you what the best read is. I had a, when I was in college, I had this crazy, crazy writing teacher. Crazy. The guy was crazy. He used to walk in in the morning. He'd go, oh, damn, I got two different socks on. And it wouldn't just be socks. They'd be like, one would be brown, the other one would be like striped with like red stripes on it. (laughs) I mean, it was like really crazy. And uh, I always remember he gave me the greatest advice in the world for for, uh, uh, writing a book. Don't write a chapter longer than the average person can read during a bowel movement. And I thought, really? And then, of course, Ghost of Buffalo. I did that, and it was a it was a hit. People loved it because yeah. why? You could go into you could go into the bathroom, read a chapter, come out, and you wouldn't even miss a beat. <laughs> that is a uh, that's pretty good advice. It is. Yeah, See? and when you think about it, people want. I mean, probably you know five to seven minutes. Probably about the average time. That's it. That's it. That's what you want. And you know what? I mean, not to be funny, but you know, you go and you put a lot of history in there and you put a lot of work into it, but you try to condense it so that people, it's not, you know, a lot of people, what happens is that a lot of writers like to write to read themselves. It's like myself when I'm speaking, like right now, (laughs) uh, you know, they speak to hear themselves talk. But as a, you know, writing, you know, you want to try to key it to someone who's going to read it. I got the greatest, I got the greatest uh, uh, compliment today. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, uh, I was out with my buddy Joe, and he works for UPS, and and he's been off. And my UPS driver, who I know, comes up and, you know, because why? I'm an introvert. I don't know anybody. I know the UPS driver. The the UPS driver knows my dog's name, okay? (laughs) So he comes up and goes, dude, I got to tell you what. I said, what? He goes... You know that book you gave me, the Buffalo book? He goes, you know that Buffalo book I got? You gave me? I said, yeah. He goes, I gave it to my kid to read. And he's like, I'm going to do a book report on it. He did a book report on it. His teacher wanted to read it. Now his teacher loves it. <laughs> nice. 
And I said, you are got to be kidding me. And he goes, no. He goes, it's really good. And I think to myself, you know, that's like a you know, novice book, you know. it's not, I don't even think I did a great job on it. But it only goes to show it's like really, you know, if you if you hit it right and you try to you try to incorporate research and you kind of incorporate the paranormal and you, you try to make it lively and and fun where people like especially in the Buffalo area can go and see these locations. Right. I mean people love it. So I was very lucky. That's that was that's my that's uh, actually my second best selling book. So that was really nice. Well, on our last episode, we were talking about the blog that you have. <laughs> the glog. Tom, Is that Sean still Thomas up? <laughs> yeah. I think I better... Censored? <laughs> no, there's not. Sean Thomas Productions, we don't censor anything. <laughs> All right. What, what, how, did, how did it end? Something about me farting. I like the fart or something. That's, that's the way the blog ended. Oh, no. I was talking about whatever it is and, and the whole... Whatever... The whole principle of what we're doing is just like a fart in the wind. You know, it's there for a while and it disappears. And I think I ended it right there. I like the fart. <laughs> I'm honest. I bring it. I bring honesty to the table on that one. Well, it's a great blog. And if somebody wants to go on, um, there's a lot of really good ones that Tim's written. But the one that we were talking about was paranormal research or paranormal competition. And uh, we had been talking about how, you know, some people had gotten upset because you had basically, you know, said that a lot of people are doing this paranormal research, paranormal you know, investigating as a hobby versus taking it really seriously. Yes. So, you know, I think that this is kind of an interesting conversation and it's really going to cause us to kind of take a step back a little bit because, you know, I think that maybe we've kind of gotten into that that rut. So for groups that have been around, and I know there's probably not that many that have been established for, you know, what do you mean? a there's good a, length of time. There, there's, there's a new group that's born every 10 <laughs> seconds, let's face it. You guys are an anomaly. You right. guys are an anomaly. Dinosaur. Like 10 years, you know? I mean, 10 years you're doing it, and it's like the core group doesn't hate each other that much, and, you know. Yeah, we survived an election. We're all, we're all still friends. Listen, oh, why does that... Why, I wow. think there might be a well, dagger thrown or listen, something. Listen, I'm not even going to go there because the guy that I voted for wasn't even really on the ballot. So that's, that's all I'm going to tell you. But seriously, like when you think about it, I mean, what do you hope... You know, is going to happen in the field for the future? Do you have hope for the future with, with what you're seeing and... You know what? What Good kind question. of what kind of advice is there for for people that have been doing this for a while that really you know are kind of at that precipice of you know is this really something I'm going to keep doing? Or? Don't eat hooters. Yeah, don't, don't eat hooters. Don't eat hooters. Yes. You know what? The basic the basic premise that I live by is that I'm an individual and I do exactly what I want, and when it doesn't fit me anymore, I move on to something else. Now, within the paranormal community, the only reason why I think I've been so long, I've been staying so long with the paranormal community, because it fits into my religious, my spirituality, my religious beliefs, mm -hmm. because, I mean, we've been doing it, you know, spiritualism has been in my family since the 1880s, so, I mean, you know, I mean, i got a long, long, long history with it, and it's it, it, it comforts me. It really does. And I'm still at that point where just when I think that I know what's going on, I don't, and I think that's a great way to be a little off balance. You know, it, it keeps me it keeps me a little honest, and and it keeps me interested. And I and, and again, as I told you guys before, I took about a year off. I mean, I took almost a full year off outside of doing some consultations and one or let's just say one bad case because it went into two, but it's 
all one. We, I don't even want to go into this, but uh, I took a, I t- and there's I, I just took that step back, and I mean I gave up the radio show because I had so much in reality to do, and I let life actually dictate what I was going to do, and if life had put me into a different path where I'd left the paranormal. I would still be in the paranormal because of my spirituality. It all works with me, hand in hand. But for people out there, you got to have some kind of background, man. You got to have something that you know you're, you can fall back on. You something to make that's meaningful. Because if not, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, exactly. seriously, you're not. You're, what are you doing? Wheels. Yeah, you're, you're wasting your time. And for groups, I don't. I think I think that very few groups like yourself actually last. As long as you guys have. Because you guys must really like each other. Or you have nasty pictures of each other doing things in Tijuana. Do I have to pull my wallet off? Okay, <laughs> that's what I mean. But you know what I mean. It's like right. most groups, they, 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 it's almost as if the day that, they, they, that they're organized, they have an expiration date. I mean, I remember, you know, looking at a, one, this one group that I had, I had uh, been working with. And I remember saying to my friend... They'll be done by November. You wait and see. They'll implode by November. Just the personalities, the way they did things. They didn't even make it to November. I think it was October <laughs> that they just they, it just blew up. It just blew up, and the, the the members are all fighting with each other and and calling each other names. And then you know this one, the, the, you know nobody would take any kind of self responsibility for for doing this or that. You know that that's the problem. You have to have you gotta you gotta take responsibility for it. I mean I. I mean, I've done stuff. I've screwed up. I'm human. And I've screwed up. But I'll tell you one thing. I've always apologized if it was my fault. Always did. And that's the way it is. And whether people accept it or not, I don't care because that's their gig. But you have to be able to have that responsibility. And, that, and that's big in, in these groups because there's a lot of emotion that, that gets sunk into the paranormals, you know, the paranormal mm-hmm. circle. It's huge emotion. I mean, I just lost a good friend of mine uh, this week. And... Uh, I mean, it's like, he was he's a great collector of craziness. I mean, his apartment, this apartment that he and his husband uh, shared, I mean, there's coffins and, and, I mean, asylum, you know, posters and, and pictures and all this crazy stuff. And, you, you know, you sit there and you think to yourself, what does it all mean in, in the long run? And he was a good, good investigator. And it means nothing. None of it means anything. It doesn't mean anything. And that's the big thing people got to realize. None of this. It's it's like it's like going to you know the old the old uh, my my Catholic roots will come out by saying, you know, be good and do a total line and go to heaven. Be bad, you go to hell. Well, what happens if you take heaven and hell out of the out of the equation? You have nothingness. Nothingness. It's like. You don't care. You just you just can't care, you know. At in in the long run, and that's the problem. So many people don't take responsibility for for themselves. They want to go and they want they want somebody else to pull them out of the fire. They want to blame other people, and in reality, none of it really matters. Just so just take the responsibility for it, you know. Yeah. And like I say, my good friend, he's he's gone. He's a great guy, and he's he's not here anymore. This is what happens. Look at the end of your life. There was actually a part in there that I took out. And I said, you know, look to the future. And I took out the part where I wrote, look at the future. And I'm projecting to the end of my life, my own death. 
Did I do anything in my life that was that important? Am I going to leave anything behind? Yeah, I'll leave something behind, but who cares? Really, it doesn't make any difference. And that's the problem. People become too self-important. They, they think that they're, they're, the group, they're better than the group. The group is the best. That, that group is better than everybody else. And in reality, nothing really matters. It's just nothingness. And when you end, die, it's wash. nothing. Yeah, it is. You know what? I'm going to get shake and bake thrown and thrown into my... Uh, into a plot in the ground. That's what that's what's going to happen to me. Or I'm going to have my ashes spread either at Lilydale or over where I, the place I just retired because I like being with the people I love the most. You bastards. But uh, <laughs> you know. But I mean, seriously, you got to think about it. Yeah. I mean, think about it. What does all this mean? And go see. The problem is, is everybody's so myopic in 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 their in the scope of their thoughts. It's here and now. It's right now. It's everything is here and now. They don't ever think about what in the future. You've got to project yourself in the future. I think that's the that's that's the secret. And and too many people are just worried about here and now. Yeah. You know, they're worried about their reputations. Listen, I got probably one of the worst reputations out there. I'll come right out. Everybody goes, Oh, we everybody loves you. Yeah, okay. I, I got a short list. <laughs> I got a short list that I got news for you. The green glass bottle with the nails and pins are buried in four corners of my yard. So I don't and the mirror is in my office window. So you know what? That's you know, I do have some detractors. But people people have to realize you're not that important. Nobody's that important. And it's and, and if you're gonna form a group now, think about it. Think about it. What do you really want to do? And you've got to strain to find yourself a few good people who are really into the same type of thing, into the way you think and are willing to pull their weight, and that's it. And if you can come out, and I always say in life, if you can come out of this life with two good friends, you did pretty well. You did great. Yep. Same thing with paranormal groups. If you can get together and you've got two or three people, that's great. You don't need a lot of people. But, you know, people are, you know, it's like, again, it's like the penis size. Everybody wants a large penis, and, you know, it's a comparative thing. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, first of all, I don't have to compare I know the shit's big, but that's another story. But <laughs> that is not paranormal. <laughs> that is not paranormal, damn it. But but you know what I mean. Here's right. I mean, you gotta think of it like that. You gotta think of it as you know, it's a pissing contest. And if you can pull yourself out of it, you can't believe how great it is. You know? And people are gonna rip you apart and people are gonna go and and you know, you're gonna like we like we said in the last episode, they're gonna just they're gonna do it because they can. Whether or not they're right, they're going to rip your stuff apart. They're going to tell you. They're going to say that you're the bad, you're worst person in the world. You know, let them. Who cares? So long as you keep going and you do your own thing and you're creative and and you're rugged independent, well, blazing your own trail. Yeah, and yeah. I think that you know there's a couple reasons why we've been successful. And Outside of like the spanking machine that Rob well, has yeah, in the basement, of course. I like that. I, I'll I mean, be honest. Everybody with you. needs one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rob. May I have another? <laughs> but we have a really good mix between believers and non-believers mm -hmm. between people that are more but see you're not more I, skeptical do you know how many people how many the worst thing that pisses me off when it comes to like like the metaphysical side of what we do the believers put down the non-believers how can you how can you have you balance in life that. if you don't have a skeptic if that's if people aren't, aren't skeptical of stuff how can you have balance? Otherwise, it's chaos because you believe everything. Again, right. 
You know, somebody passes wind, oh my God, it's metaphysical. No, it's not. It's just somebody passing wind. You have to have somebody out there that's, that's not a believer. That's like people, that, uh, spiritualists, that, spiritualists and pagans, because I run with like everybody. They'll go and uh, somebody will say, oh, I'm a recovering Catholic. Well, what the hell does that mean? That's the biggest insult in the world. That's an insult. Because why are you recovering? What are you recovering from? Okay, but is it an experience? Now you know what you don't want? In right. life, right. and let me ask you this: Is it easier to go into the metaphysical life? Is it easier to go into the spiritualist life, or would it have been like made more sense for you to go and actually study the the, the mysticism of the Roman Catholic Church, which has a very very oh, ma- magical if I, background? I'll, Allison, if I had gone <laughs> and if I had been now again, I mean, I was brought up spiritualist and Roman Catholic, and I went to a Roman Catholic parochial school, you know. If I had been taught properly, I probably would never have followed this. I probably would have been like some crazed monk, you know, wearing robes and sandals someplace in a mountain. But you've got to look for that stuff. Yeah. And it's there, but all you got to do is look. But people, again, it comes back to being pablum fed. And a lot of people are like, well, the, the nuns beat me or this and that. Listen, religions are made by man. Man is corruptible. Man is ridiculous. Man will screw up a wet dream. Do you know what I mean? You've got to turn around and you've got to have, you've got to look past it all. And I do. And, I, and uh, uh, oh, Marilyn Audrey uh, wrote a great book. And in the book, I believe a river runs, river runs by or whatever. I mean, it's not, it's not that, it's not the Brad Pitt movie, but it's not, it's got a, it's got a name like that. But at the end of it, she has got, the one common truth in all these, I don't know how many religions, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And it is in every religion. Every, all these crazy religions, thing, religions I've never even heard of. But there they are. And you think to yourself, if that's the universal truth, well then why are you recovering from something that you already are? Right. You know? It's nothing, nothing wrong with studying other things. But on the other hand, don't go and put, you put these religions down. You know, or I should say spirituality down. Don't put the religions again. You know, man, man is human. Man makes mistakes. But on the other hand, you know, if you don't go and you don't push that envelope for yourself, guess what? You, it's your own fault that you didn't do it. Because in this day and age, there's way too much. It's too easy. It's not like when I was growing up and I used to have to go and schlep, you know, to certain libraries to pull out certain books that I couldn't take home because, you know, they, they weren't allowed out. You know, right. in order to read these things, in order to understand the miracles of Baker and all these other people, you know, in order to, you know, the Seton miracles and to, to, to understand this stuff and, 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 you know, to figure it out. But again, you know, you got people that go, well, you know, if you ever look at, you know, these uh, effigies of these uh, or the uh, remains of these saints, you know, they're all wax and all that. Who's that for? I'll tell you who it's for. It's for the church who turns around and makes money off of people, off the pilgrims coming in to, to pay homage to those saints. You go to Lourdes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You go to Lourdes. T- you, you, you can't walk down there without going and, and bumping into a statue of Mary. Here, for, for whatever francs, you know, you can get this statue where you can get the, you can get a, a holy water that's, you know, that, that came from the grotto. It's a money-making thing. 
as men and listen listen that's fine whatever they want to do but you got to look beyond that you can't you can't be corrupted by that and too many people are corrupted by that they're they're, they're myopic in their thought and their thought processes and their sights and the problem is paranormal investigators can also be myopic in in that aspect and that's why I don't have like with me everything's exciting you know I'm like this I'm, I'm like this ADHD kid looking at something shiny that's my life because I see something that I really want to go and I want to research, I want to look at, I want to go to. I do it. I figure a way to do it. Even if I have to go and I have to collect pop bottles, I do it. Because, you know, I mean, I've got to do it. I've got that drive. I've got that need. But so many people don't. So many people will only go so far. And that's fine. If that's their life, that's fine. But they're missing out. And then they, these are the same people that burn out. These are the same people that don't stay within the field too long. You know, the minute that, uh, the minute, I, I often wonder now that Ghost Hunters is, is off the air, I wonder how many people stopped, you know, the, broke up their groups. That's I really a, do. Yeah, it's a good question because, I, you know, you see the attendance at public hunts go down, you see the attendance at cons go down. Cons are unbelievable. When I first started, when I, the first time I went to, to speak at a con, I spoke to like almost 450, 500 people. That's like crazy, you know? First of all, who the hell would go and listen to me prattle on it besides you guys? <laughs> but really, now, if you get 100 people, you've done well. You've done really, really well. There's, like I say, there's only one con that I know that's a Michigan con, Paracon up in Sault Ste. Marie. That's the only one that I know that is in that same category. Everything else is, is, is waning. Uh, all the big cons are losing money left and right. I mean, and nobody can afford it. There's only a couple, like you said, there's only really a couple groups, I'll say, or TV show groups that could probably pull in that big crowd these days. Yeah. I mean, and that's the whole thing about this, the, the, the staleness of the paranormal or the state of the paranormal. Um, but look at the casting. Look at the casting. Basically, yes. there's everything has a formula. Oh, absolutely. When you start... I remember talking to this schmuck from whatever corporation network, this guy, he's a schmuck. And I, and he says, well, here's the way it works. Right. And this is, this is the guy that cast me in this pilot. And after, after I talked to him, I wish I had never been cast in this stupid pilot. He goes, well, what we're looking for is we're looking for people who are in the 40 to 55 age bracket. Really? Because our sponsors are not the, are not like you know the game players and all that. Mm -hmm. Our sponsors will be Mercedes, will be BMW, will be all your high end. So they'll have money. Now, how do we get this? Well, we cast you guys. Two of you guys are, and I'll tell you what we were. We were old fat guys because we were people. People could sort of like. Say, hey, relate, yeah, right. relate to us, you know? We're like everybody, everyday guys. So, and then we had the rook. We had the guy, the, the ringer, you know? He was, you know, XU, all cut and stuff. Well, he brings the babes in. Well, the big, the big thing is, guys will watch the show if they can relate, and there's toys on it. Because guys like sense. toys. They do. And then, they usually bring in a cute lady or a cute girl... Because that brings in more guys. And the girls watch it because of the guys. And that was his formula. And I sat there and I thought to myself, he's not too far off. 
Look at look at the castings. Look at the castings. You know, <clears throat> there's a popular one out there now that has been running forever, and I follow a lot of their stuff on Twitter, and it is probably for every fifty. 60 girls that roll through on a tweet, there might be one guy. Yeah. And, and and I went to the point, I even went to a point of asking questions and being the dude, and you get nothing. Yeah. But, on the other hand, 50, 60 girls, bam, 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 bam. So you know you know how they're marketing that show. But that's show. it. And they're marketing it correct. The show that you're talking about, if you go to a con, and, you, and if this guy shows up because... I, I, I don't even want to go into it because it's, he, he disgusts me because of the way he treats his fans. Because if, without fans, you know what? You were a DJ in, in Nevada and that's what you would still be. Yep. Without your fans. And you shouldn't go and you shouldn't treat your fans in that way. Rob and I are chuckling. I'm off the train. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> Jeff, no, you can't be off the train. What? what? Because you have nothing. I stopped. What? This is like an, what? This is crazy right One, now. one of those years. cast members. Yes. I defended. And it turned into a bromance. Oh, yes. It kept going and kept going. So now the joke in within the group in the show is my bromance. But? But you're off it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been off it for a while. Wow. Wow. He's you broke recovering. it off. Yeah, I'm recovering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But no, you are so right in, in saying that the way they angle that. And I just and it's a made a point of it one night to really just try to step out of it and and, and here's the other thing. Look at the look at the women that are that are tweeting. Are you getting the younger women, or are you getting the forty to fifty year old women? I see what I see. What I saw, they were younger. Now, see, I when you go to the cons, that's what you see. That's all you see is because they are the only ones that have the money to to be there, to fly in, to to uh, uh, take part in it. So social media has a little bit to do with it. Too. But social media has everything to do with it. Exactly. Everything to do with it. We know. We know. I know somebody, not Allison. <laughs> I know somebody that actually went and just is so enthralled with it. She went to the Stanley, and I mean, she ended up losing her husband over the whole thing. You know, I mean, it was just like she, you know, cashed in money that they didn't have and ran up a ran up a charge. And that's sometimes the the spell that, that that happens, and I understand. I can see it. It's an addiction to it, you know. To, and you, and anything you can get, you can get addicted to anything, you know. I'm I'm addicted to Rob's spanking machine, but that's only because you know. You gotta exercise you know, gotta that do? demon. Yep. Yeah, that's you can't, a, you that, can't be addicted to that. That's that's I like that. <laughs> I pay him a dollar for every time, every 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 rotation. I just can't even watch a paranormal show anymore. It's been years since I've been able you know, to make it through. A uh, there, you know what? I watch one right now. I just can't do it. I can't. It's like once you once you know the tricks behind it and you know that it's not what it, what you think it should be or what you are hoping that it is, it's like it loses the whole I, I I'll be honest with you. I watch one, but I'm not like, you know, I'll DVR it whenever I get a chance. I'll watch it because I'd rather watch Vikings or Taboo because those two, those two are, are just like phenomenal shows. But I, I watch it because I know the people personally involved. I was on the show... You know, I really know the cast. I know the I know the crew, which is so cool. You know, the crew is really nice. Do I believe everything that's going on? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Is do I think there's a lot of emotions, a lot of you know, you know, a lot of a lot of the eha emotions? I think there are. 
but I mean, I do watch it, and it's and I and I find it enjoyable. However, I watch it for entertainment. I'm not going to lie to you. I watch for entertainment. When I was when I was on the show, uh, for my my 33 and a half seconds of glory, uh, I was honest on the show. I told them the truth, you know. But on the other hand, I had no expectations. I knew this thing was gonna what it was gonna be, and it was gonna be entertainment. And you got to be able to go and understand that. You got to understand that whatever you see on TV is entertainment. Just you can go and watch a documentary on Auschwitz and understand one thing: it may be unpalatable, but it's entertainment. True. It's entertainment. It even that can be slanted in a way for people to sell products. You know, and that's something that you you know you have to always be aware of. And people aren't because people people I think people are shells now. I mean I really do. People are yeah. shells and people don't I you know it's it's almost like uh the and let's not get into let's not get into my trance and all that crap, but uh the the one trance book, uh, uh what the hell is it, Dogma Me. Uh, and the person I, I kind of the personality that I bring through, which is like insane anyway when you think about it. <laughs> but I mean, he calls he calls people coffins of flesh. They're coffins of flesh, unthinking, uncaring, and that's it. You're in a you're in a you're 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 a bunch of uh, sloshiness in in a, in a in a in a coffin, and you can go through life with blinders on. You know, you can you can go through your entire life and just be and never. And never improve yourself, or never, never challenge yourself. You know, you just be, and it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay to be, but on the other hand, some of us just want to keep moving. Well, I just get worried sometimes about what people get out of those things. Like, did you guys see the HBO documentary Slenderman, the new one that just came no, out? I no, I started watching it and I turned okay. it off. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I watched the whole thing with an open mind because you know we did an episode on Slendy and. You know, that whole thing. I think Rob was creator of Slender Man. Yeah. <laughs> he secretly created Slender Man. I want to see your art sketches. Well, I have them and I think, <laughs> Do you guys remember that we talked about the story about the two girls and how they had stabbed their friend? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. actually wasn't on an episode, though. That was just us randomly talking. Well, so. yeah. Because, oh, so we made know, it up. We, no, we came across it through yeah. research, yeah. you know, through what we were mm-hmm. doing. It might have been like an urban legend show or something. Yeah. Um, but I watched this documentary all the way through, and you... Go back and watch it. Okay, it's because I think that at first it's a little like meh, but it's hokey. Yeah, it is. But you get into the psyche of what these girls actually thought and what they went through, and it's disturbing to know that something on an internet that is completely false had so much impact that it messed them up so bad that this is what they went and did. Well, look at Ouija boards. How many people went and lost their entire life savings? Absolutely. We have that famous case here. In Buffalo, where the Ouija board told the white Seneca witch to kill this guy's wife because she is a witch. We have to get rid of her. We have to free him. And yet it was like the woman, the Seneca woman, was having an affair with the guy. And, (laughs) you know, I mean, they went and they consulted a Ouija board and the Ouija board said kill him. And they did. And this is not the only time. I mean, I think it's the same. I think it's the same song, but the technology is a little bit different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, how many... I mean, I, I always tell people, 
with messages, with, with spiritual messages. Listen, if your Uncle Joe comes through and he's over there uh, uh, telling you, giving you stock tips, but Uncle Joe in life turned around, he was like living in a, living in an apartment, you know, living in a room over a bar over there in, you know, on the east yeah. side here. Uh, don't, don't take the tips. <laughs> Just don't do it. Use, use your common sense. But a lot, but you're talking about kids. You're talking about people who have all this, this true belief in it. And they think that's the right way to do it. And that's what they do. And it's, you know, it's, it's sad, but that becomes their whole life. That becomes their vision, their perception of, of what the world is around them. And again, who told them, who told them to kill? Slenderman, right? Mm -hmm. So now... What are we doing? We're not we're we're not taking responsibility for our actions. We're going and blaming something else, you know. And again, it's not because they were, you know, you know, they're young and impressionable. I mean, of course, I mean that can happen. There's a lot to play into. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. that's huge. That's huge. But you but, see this on a very small scale, even with people that get too involved with the paranormal. You know, like I, I remember stories about people that were doing EVP sessions in their car while they're driving places, and you know. For Are you talking about me again? No. No, I don't But do for that. people, you know, for certain people, like, that might be okay and that might be a thing to do, but it almost borders on, like, that line of obsession of... The worst thing. You know, because you don't really know who you're talking to all the time. You don't know who you're talking to any of the time. <laughs> No? No, no, no. Rob, I mean, why'd you tell me that? Are there really bad spirits on the other side that are trying to take advantage of you? You know? Of course not, right? Right. Wink, wink. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> I didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people, and 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 what we found, what I found, and I mean, you know, I don't like doing the negative cases that much anymore, but I still do them. I mean, what we're seeing is the first stage of inf of of like say, well, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Are you temporal, go in there. A temporal possession. There. The first stage used to be infestation. Now what we're seeing is obsession. Because the obsession, a person becomes obsession with, obsessed with something, causes the infestation. Either brings a parasitical in, either like you go with the natural laws, like attracts like. But also, you can bring in thought forms. I mean, you got to listen. You don't have to go and create golem to to have a thought form. You can create something that's negative. You can create all this stuff. You know, and it. It takes on an energy of its own. I mean, I've seen this, not to go into the case I just finished, but that's basically what it was, was an obsessive case. And you have, and, 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 and it becomes, it, it starts to roll and you can't stop it. It's a wheel that just keeps moving. And these people are so obsessed with it. These people crave it, crave it. Like and again, it. you know, there's something in their own psychology that they're missing. They're missing this because they can't stop. Because this now all of a sudden they only I can identify with this. You know, it's the same thing with somebody that's addicted to, to to Facebook. I mean, you sit there all day long. Listen, I can't. I go to the bathroom with my phone so I can watch. So I so I can so I can check out Facebook. Uh, I'm sitting there. TV's on. Something interesting's up. But I got Facebook over here because I'm gonna. I gotta see. I gotta see what Allison wrote about me. Damn it! Because she doesn't like me and uh, blah blah. blah. That's an obsession. That's an unhealthy obsession. People do that. And that, that's the worst thing. And, and in spiritual terms, you have to watch anything that you're... Listen, you can be obsessed with, 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 you know, the Holy Ghost. 
in that you can have an unhealthy obsession even with something good. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, I mean, and that unhealthy obsession makes it bad. Not by definition, but by your perception, by your concept of, you know, what you're doing. And that's, that's, that's a big thing. And that's where you got to really draw the line. I mean, this, this case that I was on, uh, we're talking even, we're, we're talking intervention where, and it wasn't even a drug intervention. Damn it. Cause there were no drugs. I was hoping for the good drugs on this one, but there was no, there's your payout. <laughs> yeah, really. But I mean, people, we had to, it, it was like, sit this person down and say, listen, it's over the top. This is what's happening. And what's happening in your house is a direct correlation to you. What's going on is directly to you. You've got to just like stop this cold turkey. You've got to do something. You either you got to do something. You've got to replace it, and you you got to you got to drop what you're doing, and you got to fill it with something else. You know, and there, there was a counselor there, and you know, I have a friend that's a counselor, and he's he's very very spiritual, so he came in to to handle some stuff. And but I mean, it's like you have to really you got to watch this, and people don't realize it. And what's the first thing you guys look for when you go into a go into a residential? I want to see what kind of videos they got. I want to see if they have all the videos yeah. from all the things up there. I, let me turn on the TV because I want to see what your DVR playlist is. You know, I, I want I want to see this stuff. You know, that even comes now before going into the medicine cabinet. You know, seeing what you're on. Yep. So I mean, this is this is stuff that it just becomes unhealthy. And I mean, again, paranormal paranormal circles. That's what we're talking about. It, it becomes unhealthy. And I mean, that's why, I mean, I don't think twice about walking away from this for a while. I don't think twice about, you know, breaking stuff down. I don't think twice about picking my stuff up and, and selling it, you know. I don't think twice about it. I don't think twice about it at all because I feel that it, it's the right thing to do. You move on, you do something else, and if it's the right thing, and if it's something that was meant for you to do, as if like, almost like a calling, you come back to it. That's the way I feel. And if you don't come back to it, who really cares? So do you think some of the people that have been in the paranormal world that have, you know, kind of risen through the ranks? Most of us are batshit crazy. It works. The straightness of it. Yeah, it is. Batshit crazy. <laughs> These guys have to be at a certain level of obsession to get to where they're at, to where that is if their they can career, handle it. If they handle life. It. If they handle it. I don't want to, you know, my friend, who's a demonologist, uh, he, uh, uh, he balances it with a good, healthy home life, and uh, he's got his own religious beliefs. And he, that's how he balances it. So it really comes down to your soul. It comes down to what you can control and what you can't control. Like, if you want to, if, if you're going to be an, if you're an obsessive person, you're an obsessive person, period. So exactly. you put your energy into... You're just going to, so exactly the person that might be able to balance it with a home life and then go to work during the day and do cases or say they work for the police department solving these cases on a, you know, in a, on a left-hand turn kind of way, you know, you got to know your boundaries, but. Well, what's the first thing that, what's the first thing, you know what I, I teach you guys, Allison, what's one of the first things I teach you? Boundaries and control. <clears throat> boundaries is, is how you work. How within that both boundaries you work, and eventually you can expand the boundaries, but you only expand them when you're comfortable and you're competent and you feel confident and confidence. It's the confidence to do it. 
and you're always in control of every situation that you walk into. This is why very seldom do I have any problems with, like I go into these really nasty places and do I have any problems with, you know, I, yeah, I get scratched and all that stuff. Usually it's my own fault, you know, but I'm there, you know, for a certain amount of time and I've got to, I've got to see what's going on. So of course you're going to, you know, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's a reactive thing, but People don't realize. I mean, you have to you have to have those boundaries. If I didn't have boundaries, I'd be crazier than I am now. I really would be. I would be probably one of these people walking up and down the street, talking to himself. I'm talking to spirit all the time. You know, what do you mean? I worked for a woman back uh, in the early '80s that didn't have boundaries, didn't have control. She was a great radio psychic. She's still around today. Nice lady, but. You know, she couldn't do it. She couldn't go out to eat. She couldn't go to a restaurant. She couldn't go shopping. She just couldn't shut it down. She couldn't shut it down. No boundaries, no control. Well, this, people that are empathic, when you don't have boundaries and you're empathic... You're, you're screwed. You are depressed. <laughs> you know, you're, you've got a lot of, you know, mental kind of things going on because you can't tell what's yours and what's somebody else's. And you're bringing and you're carrying everybody else's everybody Absolutely. else's stuff. And, and that's you've got to be and that's something that I mean people people get pissed off at me. They're like, "Oh, we want to learn how to do this and do that." Dude, you got to learn to stand before you can even walk. And this is if you don't understand and believe 100% in boundaries and, 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 and you're in control of the situation, you're going to open yourself up to a world of hurt. And, do, and you know what? I always remember the old guys telling me uh, down in the Dale when I was a kid, you want to live like some of these crazy people or do you want to live as a human being? Your job is to be there as a human being. You've got to live like a human being. You don't want to be, you know, you know, buried someplace in a cave. You know, you got to be out there. You got to be part of. It. And paranormal people are the same way. You got to know. You got limitations. I know my limitations. I think you were there the one day. I turned around to enough of this. I'm going home. You know, I'm done. I'm done. I don't know what it is. I don't. I have. I got this crazy feeling. I have no clue. I've never seen this before. You know what? It can stay there. And feet don't fail me now. I'm walking in the other direction. And I don't have any. I because I know that that's my boundaries. And you have to do that. And people don't have that. People and and here I'll, I'll tell you another thing that fries my fries my grits, Allison. <laughs> These teams that don't go and pass cases to another team. How many times? I mean, I've 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 come up to it where I'll come right out and admit it. The shit was bad. It was bad. And I mean, I've handled some stuff, and I've worked with some great people. But there are times that I can't fix it. I don't know. I just don't know. So what do I do? I call up for advice. And if that advice doesn't work, I find somebody. I never leave anybody hanging, but I find somebody that can handle it. And then I turn it off and I never think about it again. Because now that's no longer my concern. Why don't these... I mean, I don't, I, I, I've, I've walked in and I hate... I hate cleaning up after other groups and individuals that have made a mess of things and these people are at their wits end and they believe, you know, you have a demon in your house. You better go to start going to church. You know what? The woman, the woman is, the, the, the woman has, has, has a drug problem. Mm -hmm. 
The woman, look at the look look what's going on. The woman is sick. Don't be telling it's a demon. And you have to go in there and you have to figure out how to how to how to placate both her her psychological fear and you have to be able to go and address her physical problems and and clean this stuff up. And why is that? Because this group or this individual didn't want to let it go because they you know what? I'll bet you I can get a book out of this. It's oh so my crazy. god. I'll I'll bet you I'll bet you that this is this is something that I can get on my ghost story on TV with. People do that. Or they're just No, we got you know why? Cuz we get we get FU EVPs all the time. This is great. And that's not it. You got you got to be able to you got to be able to, to to know when is enough and when you have to pass it on to someone who it, it will advance it and actually help it you know and yet and what we see sometimes is that groups sometimes they make it worse oh yeah because like we just did a home investigation i don't know what two months ago Mm -hmm. with um woman she had three kids she lived with her boyfriend stuff was flying around her house you know things would go on and off things would open close long story short it was directly related to her when she was stressed out stuff would happen exactly things wouldn't happen so it was so, and she at first really didn't want to hear that. Like, I think she was relieved, expecting. but she was also expecting that there was going to be some kind of paranormal and thing going on. self-responsibility. Yep. I don't want, it can't be coming from me. But if we were an unscrupulous group, which, you know, it was her luck of the draw that she ended up with us as opposed to somebody else, it would have been very easy to walk her into thinking that she had something <laughs> serious happening. Oh, we need to bring a, an exorcist in because... Right. There's obviously something going on. Because some on of her stories, but as we dug deeper into her past, again, kids, research, 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 we dug into her past. This was a pattern at a home and an apartment, and now her new home. And every time something elevated, she, uh, um, it went from bad marriage, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You saw this pattern grow, and things were, well, it's always happened to me growing up, or I was living over here, and we used to have things happening. So I'm like, okay, so we did the property check, what was here before. All, I mean, we dug in everything. And at the end, it came down to one thing. It was it was her. Yeah, it learn was how her. to calm down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but again, Relax, yeah. Relax, lady. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being that, like... Xanax can be. Thanks, thoughts are things. Wow, you did learn something. I'm so I am so proud of you. I say it all the time. Man, I can't believe it. I love I love when I love when a student spits back one of my lines. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. But you know, here's the other thing when it comes to clients. I don't believe a thing that a client tells me. I believe nothing. I don't believe anything. Oh, everybody right out there is going. Oh my God! What do you mean? Like you mean the client will lie? You mean the no? The client doesn't necessarily have to lie, but the client may be misinterpreting what's going on. So what do you do? You take her story, you take his story as your guideposts, and you work from there. You work from there, and then when you validate a couple points, okay, they might they might have something. But if you like in that case where they wanted to break the lease and they wanted me to use it, you walk in there, you get nothing. You got one. You you got one uh, uh, light. Uh, uh, you got one light switch that was like shooting off, like a, you know, pinning K twos. You know what I mean? That's it. You got nothing. We we left you know, we left a recorder in there, and then came back for it the next day. Let it run over all, all, all night. Nothing. Nothing. You don't believe anything. Don't believe anything anybody tells you. 
go. You have to see it yourself. You have to believe it yourself. And sometimes the problem, I had a, I had a, a, a case in Soda's Point. Went up there, nothing. Drove away, cell phone rings, stuff is going on. Turn around, go back. A couple hours, nothing. Drive away, sun is coming up. We're exhausted, phone rings, it's happening again. We go back. Finally, I said to her, I said, we can't come back. This is it, we're done. And I know like, you know, some of my mentors have said, well, you gotta keep going back further. You gotta keep going. And it was like, we hit our boundaries. There was nothing going on, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing that was going on there. And so I said to them, I said, I'm going to recommend somebody else. Because we're not finding anything. Doesn't mean that something's not going on. Which I thought nothing was going on anyway. <laughs> but I said to them, it doesn't mean it's going on. I'm going to have another group come in here. And I had a good, I had, I had, I had some friends in central New York and they went there. Nothing went on. What happened? They left the place. She, she goes, I got a call. We came back. Same thing. So, you know, you got to, sometimes you, sometimes you got to cut your losses. Sometimes you're not the right group for it. And sometimes you go and, you know, just figure it out. Yeah. I well, think there was a case that right, we right. kind of yeah. tied into um, the house investigation, pregnant. Oh, yeah. Pills. Ghosts taking the pills. The ghost taking the pills, locked up in the car. Um, yeah, that was an interesting case. That actually got referred to us from uh, <laughs> the introvert, maybe. Yeah. Or somebody. <laughs> but listen, listen. Like, you know what? I, here's me. I'm not doing that case. What are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm gonna find some crazy people. To, Allison, would you like you this case? <laughs> we, we will go out and take any of those because that's how you earn your chops. That's how. Well, you have to. You yeah. have to. You have to go out and you have to do the research. You have to do the interviews. You got to spend some time there. Because you never know when you might have that one occurrence where there's truly something actually happening. Exactly. And this was just a crazy, crazy situation. I mean, right. It was but clearly somebody just calling you, out for attention. You say you take a different paranormal group and put them in there. They oh, yeah. might have taken that and just used it for the headlines. Of course. You know, and that's, you know. Yeah. Because you're pregnant with twins has, yeah. you know. Demons. Demons in her house. Better than demons in your shorts. <laughs> Why is it always got to be a demon? It's always a demon. I try. Listen, it's always a demon. We worked it in again. It's always a demon. (laughs) None of these shows would use the word demon. This would not be an issue in any ghost hunting world. I know. It would not be a demon. It's so cliche. Oh, my God. You know what? This one show that was on, everything was a demon. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Seriously. You know what? If there was that many demons out there, we'd all be screwed. <laughs> you know? If you started finding all these demons all over the place here and there and the other way, wow. Wow. We'd all... You know what, Rob? I'd have to come and live with you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I always struggle with the whole idea behind it because if you believe in demons, you have to believe in angels. Those are religious ideas. Again, religion is man-made. Mm-hmm. So... I and people are like, well, have you ever encountered a demon? I'm like, no, because they don't exist. Oh, <gasps> there's negative spirits, Shh, there's negative gosh, energy, you. but they don't, you know, walk around cloven foot with red eyes. And I mean, you, you know <laughs> what? I mean, I've I've gotten to the point now where I've just like, I don't even, I don't even argue the point. You know what? If you believe in demons, or you know, it, it's just it's we're arguing semantics here. You know, I mean, it's like, but the problem is, is 
they, they, they're talking about ultimate evil. And they're giving their power over to ultimate evil. Right. You know what? It may be a parasitical spirit. It could be an addictive spirit. It could be whatever that's, you know, something looking for attention and you're giving it your power. Well, you know what? You have, that's the whole thing. You have to empower yourself in order to climb out of whatever hole you're in. And you have to be able to conquer this stuff. And I mean, I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in angels. And I don't believe energy is negative or positive. Energy is neutral. But we have to, either we do it or those on the other side may do it to influence. They have to influence that, that energy in order to go and affect something in this, in, you know, in our sphere of, of life. Wait a minute, whoa, 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 back that up. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, You're saying that energy is... It's going to blow Jeff's mind right now. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. It doesn't go either way. Energy is just energy. Energy is energy, but... So has we're to... influencing that energy yeah. one way or another. Yeah. So if I go on a... Uh, Thus thought forms. Thus intent. If I Thus go on spell a, casting. If I go on a ghost hunt. Yeah. Or I'm prodding around with my intent, that's what I'm going to get. Yes. Like attracts like. <laughs> we broke Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we broke Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, like, I, I understand that. But, that, but it's it, the same principle, just very simplistic. It's the same principle. So, in energy, there's nothing attached from the other side saying... I don't believe so. It has to be influenced. So, I'm an asshole in this life. I go to the next life, I'm an asshole. And, hey, you go prodding around in my house, my old house, and I don't like it. I'm coming after you. You're saying that energy is just that. What energy is that energy bubble is what you're going to pull out. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. I do. I really do. And many times... A lot of... Many times, paranormal investigators fall right into a self-fulfilling prophecy when it comes to energy. You know, somebody is afraid to go into a place. They're terrified. They go into this place. What happens? It finds them. Exactly. Now, is it intelligence? Let's, 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 isn't that the, like they find the weakest link? Of doesn't course. It go to that? Of course, but it's energy. And energy energy is just neutral. You Both sides can use it. You clear You clear a space, not by ritual, but by intent. By using that energy to go and rid the negative energy out, replace it with positive energy. Likewise, I can turn around, as I've done to people in the in, in the past. I can go and I can focus my energies on, let's say, candle magic, and then send something negative out. I I don't I personally I believe in the best defense is a fantastic offense when it comes to anything. Especially when it comes to the spell casting and magic. Uh, I believe in thought forms. As a dowser, I've seen where dowsers go and two old guys sit there and they form a wall. A thought form wall. They draw it out on paper. They project it out. And they sit there in a lawn chair. And dowsers go and bump into this wall. You know that the everything cross. You know the rods will cross whenever they hit a wall. They put a little flag there, and you know what? There's some people out there that they could, that they show them that that thought form wall, and it's there. So it's the creation of energy. Bad things can still happen to good people though when they go and do this. Absolutely. Even though they're if, on the front page, they're, they're up front wait, with themselves. No, wait, wait. If if you don't believe one hundred percent. That's that's the that's the stick in the mud, Jeff. 
And that's a stick in the mud. You have to, I always tell people, like, everybody's going, well, how come you're not going to do some, like, prayer before you go in? Because I believe 100% nothing's going to bother me. Yeah, I might get scratched or whatever, but I'm not going to go and get possessed. I'm not going to bring back an, an attachment. You want to know why? It's because I don't believe it will work. Mm -hmm. It won't work. So it is, I believe, so it becomes. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I'll tell you what, I've walked into some of the most miserable places in the world. And I have seen people really affected and brought stuff home with them. And I have only once in all these years done that when I left something open. Only once. And I've never had a problem with it. And people don't understand that. It's, it's, it's almost as if it's a force of will. It's a force of will. I don't... And, I mean, I'll walk into these really negative places and I'm like... Listen, I it's, it's I don't like the dark. I don't like any of that crap. I hate it. I get all, you know, I'm like looking around. I'm not afraid of what's walking around that I can't see. I'm afraid of the rat that's going to run over my foot. That's what I'm afraid of. I've never had a problem. My my mentor told me once a long long time ago. This protection does not come in a little bubble, a little cone that comes from the, you know, universe. Listen, I'm not putting down people that do it so long as you do protection or you believe in it. That's all that counts. However, how you visualize it, it's fine. But she told me everything comes from inside of you. If you live a decent life, if you're not a real, you know, asshole, it comes from inside of you. And you believe 100% in that protection. Nothing will bother you. And I remember you saying that to me specifically during like one of the first conversations we ever had about this stuff. Oh my God, she's spitting it back now well, again. We so, about hey, this is like a lot of money I owe boundaries you Boundaries know? and control. And I mean, you know some of how I feel about things. So, I mean, we were having a general conversation about that. And what you said to me is, if you believe you're protected, then you are. Exactly. And, and, that's, and it was like, that's, that's it? It's that easy? It's that simple. And this whole like, thing? Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like everybody wants to know, oh, man, how do, how, do you, how do you go and you do this mediumship? How do you become a psychic? How do you do this stuff? Well, you know, dude, I sit there for about nine hours a day, and then I clench my butt cheeks, and, you know, and I do some kind of crazy mantra out my nasal passages. No, I don't. It's, it's the hardest thing. We make it so hard, and it's so simple. You've got to break it down to its simplest component. And remember one thing. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that I'm not, like, I don't get confronted by some of this nastiness. Don't, get, don't think it doesn't. It, it, they, you know, they're going to go and they're going to push you. They're going to try to scare me. They're going to try to do this or that. They're going to try to elicit some kind of an emotional response in order to go. And for me to affect that type of energy, you know, especially in right. parasitical right. situations, they'll do it. But at the end of the night, I'm walking out of there. I don't really care. Screw you. You stay in here. You ain't coming with me. You want to know why? Because I'm in control of this. This is my game now. You know what? This is not your game. When you were alive, it was your game. It's not your game now. This ain't, this ain't your planet. This ain't your reality. This ain't your life. This is mine. And now you're going to listen to me. My house, you would think would be the craziest house to live in. Again, I mean, I got a Ouija board on the wall. I got all these Ouija boards and and haunted objects and stuff all over the place, especially in my office. Out of all, I've been there 34 years, and I have seen something twice. And you know what I said to it? I don't want to see you. I don't want to feel you. I don't want to know you're here. And if you're okay, 
You can stay, but these are ground rules because this is my house. Nancy, on the other hand, she sits there and there's somebody that walks across the kitchen or walks across the dining room. Boom, some somebody just walks across the shadow. Sees it. Dog sits there staring around. I'm not home. She can hear my office chair squeaking upstairs. Why is that? Why is that? Because my boundaries are that tight. I the only time I, I work at home, I was is if I do something on the radio, that's it. Or else if I do uh, you know, I project myself forward or, or whatever, trying to figure out a problem or or visualize, that's the only time I work. Because that house is my sanctuary. And I kid about putting the witch bottles around. I got them out there. I'm a firm believer in it. Not because they're witch bottles, but because of the idea of the witch bottles. Because that's my intent. Your intent. Yeah. And intent is one of the strongest things in the world. I'm going to tell you what. Intent, if if you get the right combination of people, it'll kill. It'll kill. All I'm going to tell you, it's derailed quite a few people that... Uh, that came after me. And again, I am I believe in a strong offense is the greatest defense in the world. And, you know, come at me. It's going to come back at you. Come back at you like hundredfold. And that's just the way it works. And I mean, again, I mean, I'm working with, I'm working with uh, people who are voodoo and hoodoo practitioners. I work with people who are Santeria, a Santeria high priest. I work with people that there are, there is no gray area. You know, I mean, and you have to understand that. And what holds you back when working with energy is your own belief system. And my belief system is, you know what, <clears throat> bring it on or it's I'm, I'm protected or whatever. Or you, you're not wanted here. That's the same. It's like the Reiki principles. You can go and you can cleanse a house without being there. Same thing with healing, absentee healing. You can send healing to a place without being there. You can go and you don't always, you know, it's this energy. It's a whole idea of energy. And that's what all paranormal is. And that's what every, you know, and I might kid a lot about it, but I mean, everything breaks down to what, what's the most common denominator? It's energy. What happens when you have uh, uh, one of the biggest, biggest things in the world is uh, uh, when you have high concentrations of static electricity at a location, that's when you have everything starts to amp up. You, right. you see that time and time and time and time again. So what do you do? It's nothing magical. You walk in there. If you ascertain that it's something, whether it be residual, whether it be natural, like psychokinetic, or it be uh, intelligent, what do you do? Figure it out. It's not going to attach to you because you're refusing. Throw some water vapor in the air. Bango. Everything lessens. Energy. That's the big thing people don't understand. And if you become a true energy worker... You know, you have to be able to work with both, negative and positive. You have to understand that everything is ne is is neutral, and it's up to you to replace that negative with something that's positive. You know, and that's my biggest. Here, it's another big bitch I got, Allison. You get me again, you got another big bitch. How come all these people that are all these new age, I shouldn't even say new age, love and flower, love and light people, they're, they're all like into all this, you know, energy work and that. How come so many of them can't? handle negativity well and that's that's one of my gripes too i mean you know i i practice reiki and if you are a true practitioner and you've actually worked on someone that has some gook that has some yeah. baggage in them 
Rob? You have to deal with that. Sorry. You can't ignore it. You can't, because how are then are you healing the person? Exactly. So I don't get it either. And it drives me bonkers. And we kind of touched on it during the, you know, the break that we were at, you know, that we have like, you know, schools and these things that happen and people go and they pay money and they get a certificate and they think that, you know, I'm going to make the world a better place and everything's rainbows and unicorns. But then when they get someone who's just lost, you know, their mother to cancer, or you know, was a victim of sexual abuse as a child, or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, and you're putting your, you know, you're opening yourself up to help to heal that person. There's no way you can avoid feeling some of that. Absolutely not. But what does Ricky teach you? That you're just the channel. Exactly. It just comes in and goes out. Exactly. And what's what's one of the main principles when we start talking about paganism and, and working within witchcraft? In order to know the the white, you have to know the black. You have to be able to walk both paths. And I mean, that's something that... Some I mean, of us walk one path more than the other. It doesn't matter. But you have to still... <laughs> but you still have to go... You still have to know one for one in order to recognize the other. Absolutely. And that's the same thing with, with healing. When you start finding something that's attached to somebody. I mean, how many times have you found somebody that something made... And this energy nastiness says, gook, maybe attached to somebody's, you know, within their auric field. And you want to clear... you got to clear that out. Well, in order to recognize what it is, you've already had to have gone and experienced it somewhere else along the line. And that's the biggest thing. People, I mean, I don't know how many times I get like, you know, this is just out of my, I just, I, I'm just afraid of it. Well, you know what? Well, how can you be afraid of it? You got all the tools. You're, you're, you're a master teacher. You got all the tools. Understand what it is. Understand. But again, what does it come back down to? Your confidence level because of the fact that you don't believe 100% in what you're doing. If you believe 100%, then you'll affect the situation. You'll affect the energy around that person. You know what the greatest thing was? I'll, I'll just share a quick story because I'm talking too much. Oh, we're listening. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're listening all right. <laughs> I'm picking your brain apart in my just, head. Just, <laughs> I mean, you guys know I, you know I had chemo twice. I had nine surgeries. And... I always remember I was going in for one of the surgeries. I can't remember which one, which surgery it was. I just, I've lost track, you know. So I'm going, Nancy and I are walking in the hospital. And I did not know that a friend of mine organized a healing circle for me. You know, everybody at my time, let's say 6 a.m. in the morning, wherever they were in the world, they got up at whatever time it was there. They got up at 6 o'clock my time and they all sent healing. I remember walking in there and Nancy goes, wow, this is like, this is the best this place has ever felt. We walked in. That was positive energy affecting a negative situation. Yeah, you know what? I already knew that I was, you know, going to be all right, you know, and and I knew even with self-healing, you know, I knew that uh, I was still going to have some problems, you know, and put everything in the long run was going to be okay, you know. I knew all that. I didn't even have, I didn't even have, uh, towards the end there, after I think surgeries four, five, six, and seven, I already knew that all this is now is just maintenance and we're going to, you know, even if it's a little bit chemo, we'll, we'll go get rid of it. But the idea is, is there a fear factor, humans, you're a fear factor. Although I knew, I knew that the energy around me was so positive. When we walked in, there, it was like unbelievable. It was like night and day, like night and day. Got in there, bang, got gassed, came out. My surgeon looked at me and said, 
okay, we're good for a while. And now, when I go in for the testing, he said to me, he goes, I can't even see where the scar tissue was. Now, why is that? Definitely ain't my, ain't my diet, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's, it, to me, it's energy. It's that working of energy. And uh, you, gotta be, you, can't, you can't be afraid of it. You've got to be able to work with it. And you've got to be able to know what's negative and what's positive. I mean, you walk, you know, I don't know how many times I'm in the bank and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, you get that negative vibe off somebody, you know. And it's like I go and I just steal myself and say, okay, bang, goodbye, you know, and that's it. But how many times do you feel that you're, you know, being, you know, you're getting picked clean by a parasite? How many times do you allow that? You've got to shut that down the minute you see it, the minute you feel it. You know, that that's what's so important. I had a lady that I worked at a job, I think I told you guys this, she would walk into the room, and it wasn't really, and this was within a few years, I would never, I could never understand the air changing in the room. And then I started to put it together, because there wasn't a lot of people in this room, every time that she stepped into this room or was in there for more than a few minutes, talking or doing whatever she had to do, the whole atmosphere in the room would change, yep. and it would just, you could almost... In my eyes, you could see it just getting dark. It just sucked you in. And as at that point, I realized, I started paying attention to my sensory. Energy mind. being affected by someone here. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, it's, so amazing. think about it this way, because you've had this experience a bunch of times that will be, it's like the cooler effect. We'll be at an investigation. We'll be, you know, everybody will be in a good mood. You know, the energy's good. You can mm -hmm. tell it's good. And one person will be having a crap day, or they're annoyed for whatever reason. Damn it, Rob. Or <laughs> I remember this night. This was Jeff. And Allison called me out on it. But, but all of a sudden, it changes the whole feel of everything, the vibe of what you know what was going on right. and it shuts it right down, and everyone just like you can tell, like there's no point in us being here anymore. Like we might as well just pack it up because nothing's going to happen. Like, it's just, it's done. How many times have you, have you gone on a public investigation? And you get broken up in the groups, and you got that one person. I, it's like, oh my God. It always seems to work out that way for me, too. <laughs> oh, I can't but, avoid it. But I mean, you know. <laughs> now I'm, Allison just chooses the people she wants with her. Oh, maybe, maybe <laughs> so I don't one, know. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I don't know, I try to walk away, and they just follow. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I know that feeling. But yeah, I mean, it's all you have to you have to think of it like that. How many times have you been on an investigation had the uh, the barometric pressure drop? What is that an indication of? Something's going on. Something's happening. Mm -hmm. That's energy. That's energy. That's the energy being moved. That's the energy being pulled. That's the energy being affected. And that's what you got to break it down. You always break it down. I, you know, what? I think people hate me because I break things. I try to break everything down to like the simplest denomination because of denominator because of the fact that I'm like pretty simple. I mean, I really am. I'm not a thick, I'm not a deep thinker, believe me. You know, my idea of a fun time is like, you know, if I can get a chance to read the comics once in a while, I'm really happy. But, you know, if you break things down and make it simple, then all of a sudden, to work with it becomes simple. Then you look at other people's problems and try to break those down to its simplest form. Sometimes you can't. But then you also have drama queens out there that turn around and they go in these cases and it's like, oh my God, this is the worst thing. This is all going on. Why is that? Because they like it. 
That's what they want. Right. I don't want drama. You know what I want? You know what you know what the best you know what my idea of a great investigation is? I go in, I do the psychic walkthrough, record everything, give you a little SD card, and then I get in my car and go home and I'm in bed by eleven thirty. <laughs> That's my idea of a great investigation. But why is that? Because sometimes you don't want to be in the drama. You don't want these people. The worst thing that I ever had, I was at Hillview Manor, and I walked up whatever floor it was, and these women, these women were screaming, and they were just, oh my God, this is great. And they're telling me about all this, the hits they're getting on the K2s and all this, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking around going, your cell phone's on. <laughs> your cell phone's on. Oh, you're taking pictures. Your cell phone's on. Okay, let's. Okay, we got. Well, then she goes, and I walked in this room, and there's about four or five of them in there, and it was just like, ugh, icky, just icky. I was just like, I got to get out of this room. And the one looked at me and goes, "You know, we're witches." And I start laughing, you know, but. <laughs> It's dark. They couldn't see me snicker. And I said, really? Yeah, we're a coven. She's the leader of the coven. And I shouldn't have opened my mouth. That's how you knew they weren't witches, though, Tim. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. I'm thinking to myself, okay. And it's like, it was, but it was just like real muddy. It's nasty. You know, it's just yeah. muddy. And I looked at him. I said, well, geez. I said, when, you know, who are you dedicated to? And they were like, what? <laughs> I said your dedication to your to, to your spirit who, to, who you know who are you dedicated to what what you know I mean I'm eclectic I mean I won't I won't lie to you guys I mean I may go on the other I may go on my show and deny being you know what I am but I mean I'm eclectic I I have no wipe I pull bones about it I'm not you know I uh and then I said you know I said who'd you study under and they were like well, we do, and I looked at him, and I said, well, you know, I mean, I know Ray Buckland, I know this one, I know that one, you know. I'd name-dropped a couple, and I shouldn't have done it, and I feel bad I did it, because I should never have done it, because that's just, that was ego sneaking out, you know. That was my ego sneaking out, and I shouldn't have done it, and I, and I regret doing it. And by the end of it, I mean, they just gave me the dirtiest look, they walked out of the room, the minute they walked out of the room, everything went right back up, everything was great again, you know. And then wherever I found them in these rooms, it was, it was nothing. It was sort of like... I took the I, I pulled the rug from underneath them. I took that that muddied energy that they had brought with them, and it was gone. And it's not that I did it, but it was like they were creating this energy. They were creating, it. and then when it was like a showtime and somebody one up them, which I hate, and I don't want to ever. I hate one up. I never want to do it again. But I mean, I don't want to one up anybody. But I mean, it was just one of those situations where it was like, oh my god, really? Please, you know, lady, lady, please. You know, you can you you can tell the fifty cent crowd that, but don't tell the dollar crowd. You know, you know. Listen, I've I've ridden in the I've ridden in the sideshow carts for too long. You know, you know. You've been down this road. You got that right. You know, you just you just ride the rides, kid. I'm in the cart. <laughs> well, you made them think. Well, everyone well, watches every episode of Charmed and they think they're a witch, so yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Is that how it was? Oh, I missed the witches episode, so yeah, that's how it worked. Oh man! Yeah, we did do a whole episode just on witches. You you did miss that. Mm -hmm. You missed all your opportunity to, you know, to yeah. get right in there about that. I'm glad I, I'm glad I know nothing about that. 
Yeah, nothing about the crest. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. The, the, the funniest one was my my little sister Marla. I would call her my little sister out of California, and she is a solitaire. She is she's a hardcore witch. She is. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want her to get pissed off at me. You know, she's there's like three people in this world that I don't want to get pissed off. Her witch doctor at two, and and uh, my friend uh, uh, Louise from down at the Botanica in Del Indio. And those are the three people I'm kind of, I'm not afraid of them, but I mean, I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end. And, uh, we were talking about it one night and I mean, you know, I didn't, I wasn't going, I, I, I came on the, I came on the, the network as just like this, you know, medium, you know, that, you know, hung around spiritualists for way too long. And, uh, we were talking and I said something about, you know, about mirror magic and all that. And she goes, you know, she goes, you shouldn't be knowing that stuff. What? I said, oh, and then I slipped, you know, I have my book of shadows, you know, and I said to her, I said, you know, I said, let me look at my book of shadows. I got something in there. And she goes, spiritualists have books of shadows. I went, uh, this one does. Oops. <laughs> oops, oops, you know, and the, the and another one was I, I did a, every so often you guys see me on do that Facebook live I love doing that because I just like am so I just try to be crazy on it and you know I grew up you know support for this for curiosity and I'm doing a doing a uh, uh, just a little tour of my office you know <laughs> I go and there's you know my little altar and somebody somebody writes on there. You're a spiritualist? <laughs> Come on. My trump is right there. It's right underneath the altar. It's a little table. It's right there. It's all just energy work, though. It's all energy work. It's all work. interconnected. It's it. Listen, you know, I just I just happen to be a practitioner of anything and above. It's whatever feels like it's supposed to fit. Exactly. That's what I always say. Like, we have, we have conversations sometimes because, you know, people think that if you're a witch, then you must be a pagan. Or you must be Wiccan. No, you can be. You can be Christian. You can. I mean, it's amazing. Have it's no amazing. religion. Yeah. <laughs> no. You yeah. Can just practice the craft. But I, it's it's always crazy how everyone always tries to put the labels on it so that they understand it. It's like, well, it's got to fit into one of those boxes, and if it doesn't, I can't comprehend what the heck it is you're talking about. But the basic principles of everything are the same. If you pray, everything. it's intent. If, if you wow wait a minute wait a minute you just spit something back at me again what was how did that how did that work what is a ritual a ritual is a stylized prayer what is a prayer a it's, prayer is is intent. a focused intent yeah, that's all it is. and what is a focused intent energy it's all it is it's like we're not all so different but everyone well, i'm just like proud of you wow well, I really do pay attention. I can't, to Jeff. I'm just shocked. Rob, I'm, I'm shocked. listening. I, I'm learning. I can't believe it. I mean, it's like it's like holy cow. How many years ago was that? That was a long time. Oh yeah, that was a long time. Yeah. And you still remembered some of that stuff. Of so course. it must have it must have been good. Well, because I feel like there was always things that were happening in my life that I didn't, I couldn't comprehend myself. I didn't understand, you know, the reasoning behind it or why things happened or how I, you know, why I felt the way that I did. So when you study, you learn cause and effect. You learn what all of those things actually mean. Reactive lives, yeah. I mean, it, it makes, makes sense. And people, and that's the problem. I think what happens is, uh, in too many situations, and this is this is this goes for readers out there. Too many people go to readers to be told what to do. When in reality, they should just guide you. They shouldn't tell you what to. You know how many people have? You know when I stopped reading? I stopped reading when when. Uh, uh, First of all, when we had the show that was going in Detroit and people are going, 
when am I going to get my house? You told me I was going to get a house. Now, when that house is going to come, I, yeah. you, you said I was going to get that. I was like, oh, my God. You, I can only tell you what I feel, you know? It's like, oh, my, I don't know when. You know? But I stopped reading when uh, a woman came up to me and said to me, because I want to leave my husband. Is it the right thing to do? Well, here's the thing, lady. If, first of all, if you're coming to me to ask me that, you should have you, you should have been gone. Yeah. Number two, that's not a question that you're going to come to me for. Because why are they coming to me? Because they don't want the responsibility of making the wrong decision. Right. They want to say, well, he told me that. He's the one. And I said, listen, you know, this is the way I feel. But only you can make it. Wasn't she like, she was like insulted. She was insulted. It was a charity event. She was insulted. I said, here, here's your ticket back. Go get, go some, go to somebody else because I'm not going to tell you that. That is not what I do. My thing is, if you know, we're going to go and I can, I can help you with a problem. I can, you know, there's, there's different energies around you, different influences. I'll do that, but I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life because that all comes under free thinking. All comes under, you know, you have the, you have the choice of doing whatever you want, and I'm not going to be the guy that puts you in a leash. And there's a lot of there's a lot of readers out there that will string them along, you know. Oh, oh, honey, come and, you know. Exactly. You know, let's let's talk about this. Yeah, you know what? Let's talk. You know. You need to see me every other week for. And there's people that do that, and that's what's sad. <laughs> Guidance. It's, me, come see me. Go away. <laughs> Go away. I'll see you. In a, see me. See me in six months, maybe. I don't typically have good results from readings. I never have. It's just the way it's always gone. I'm easy to read. I'm very easy to read. I mean, you read me. And you were pretty spot on. You remember that? Yeah. But I'm easy to read because of the fact that I'm very open. Well, I'm just like, you know. And I don't know what it is. I've gone to Stump probably 50 times. I've never gotten a message at Stump. I just went to Casadega last year down in Florida for the first time. And, you know, for anybody that doesn't, that's like the equivalent of Lilydale, you know, summer, okay. winter kind of thing. A little smaller, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, way more Southern. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had walked into the first, and it's a little different, because when you go to Lilydale, you know, everybody's kind of got the sign on the front that says open, close, whatever, take mm -hmm. an appointment, it's not. When you go to Casadewa, you actually go into their main um, store there, and there's just cards on the wall, and there's a phone. And you just pick a card, and you call and say, are you taking readings today? So it was weird for me, because yeah. when I go through the Dale, it's like, if I'm going to stop, you know, you kind of feel like maybe that's a good place. This was a little more disconnected. But I went and I, I picked this this card. I called the woman. Yep, okay. I go down there. She had like a little stone path to get to the place that she did her readings in. I sat down and she sat down across from me. And after about five minutes, she was like, nope, not happening. <laughs> she was just like, I, I, I can't. Yeah, but There's nothing there. You know as well as I do. Everybody can't read everybody. Well, yeah. But it happened to me twice there. Like, Twice in a row. And it's weird to me because I feel like sometimes people intentionally are blocking because they don't really want to know for whatever right. reason. But when I'm sitting there with the intention of being completely open and there's nothing, it's like, it's it's weird. You know? It's like, well, what is there that's going on that causes that? Because, yeah, people are going to not connect with you. I mean, I've had, I've had, like, unbelievable readings. I mean, I had... Uh, a tarot reader, a local tarot reader, was really good. Turned around and just like telling me all about 
a TV project I was working on. And I had no intention with that. You know, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, two weeks later, bang. I mean, everything she told me was right on. And, uh, uh, I mean, I, I went to another reader, a good friend of mine, who read for me and said, listen, I need a little clarity. Bang, bang, bang. Right on. Right on. So it's, I think I'm a lot easier to read just because of the nature of who I am, the way I'm, the way I am. It's just like, you know, I'm like the Forrest Gump of like readers. You know what I mean? I just kind of like, I'm just like, you know, and I don't think I'm as complicated as I think I try to be, but I think people, I think that's why they can pick it up with me a lot easier. And like, I remember as a kid going to the stump and getting read seven times as a kid when I was younger. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that gets, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, that's just crazy. But, uh, you know, so i I think I'm just the opposite, but everybody can't read for everybody. I mean, I know, I know a lot of times I'll come in there and it's just like, like mud. I can't break through the wall and it's energy Yeah. and energy. Sometimes the energy meshes and sometimes, you know, yourself, when you get somebody that meshes, bang, pablum of the mouth comes out. Next thing you know, you're bang, 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 bang. And other times it's like. Beating your head against the wall. Yeah, it's been a long, long time since I really feel like I had a reading that gleaned anything. You know, like I feel like the readings that I get are very generic. Like, oh, but, this is what's getting out of there. But this or... is what this is what's being taught now. Nothing that's and I, and I am guilty of it too. Sometimes because of the fact of you know when you're working gallery like I do, sometimes you you it get it gets generic, and sometimes it's repeatable. You know, it's like, oh my God, not the same crap again. You know, you're getting the same symbols and the whole thing. But it, I think a lot of people, I've, I've gone to uh, several galleries with graduates of some of these places. And the readings are lackluster. They're very lackluster. They're not detailed at all. There's something, they're just, they're, they're just, gen, just general. And that's, that's what you want. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I taught you how to do the shopping list. When you can't get anything, use the shopping list, you know, blah, blah, relationship, finances, whatever. And by the time you get two or three, all of a sudden things are moving, you know? Yeah. But, uh, some... I mean, no, I don't know anything about that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Ix, Ixnay it. on the Allison name. Uh, yeah. We don't like to talk about those things. No, 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 because Allison is, she doesn't know any of that stuff. Mm-mm. I'm glad I don't. No, you don't either. Man, you got me. You, <laughs> oh, man, did you? Man, did I you? Tried. You got me. You got me going today. <laughs> Holy crap! I got a headache from talking about metaphysics and all this stuff already. I, I haven't talked about this stuff in probably ten years. Drug it out. You, yeah, I have a habit of doing that. And Jeff does too. Well, Jeff and I have had a lot of conversations. You're really interested in this kind of stuff and how yeah. things work. Rob doesn't believe that any of it exists. You know, Good he, for you, Rob. It's all bullshit. It's all crazy. Right. Crazy all people happens. do that. When we first started table tipping, he used to record it from five different angles and watch it in slow motion trying to figure it out. So. And sometimes people put too much weight on one side. and that's You know what? I'll never forget when I was when I was first learning. Uh, and I I mean, we're all just like... This, <laughs> what the hell? And I mean, everybody just jumped back. You know? But, you know, some people... You know, I mean, I've seen it. Some people push it, and I mean, I've seen them where they've broken the legs on chair on on the on the table and stuff, or pushing too far. <laughs> we, no, she wasn't pushing like no, that. She was she wasn't pushing like that. I was just, <laughs> my, I had a what? Itch. I was kind of like, 
Just <laughs> break around us. There's a lot of energy. A lot of energy. A lot of gas. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Rob's answer. <laughs> it is. It is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I won something. Oh, did you? I think I won something. About... I won something. So, yeah, I said, I want to please play again. <laughs> <laughs> So what do we think? About everything? That's a everything. big question. I think, the, I think the, I'm going to get an email shows. from you that's going to be about a page and a half long after this On episode. energy? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Did, did, did we even answer any of, your, any of the questions you had written? You got a thousand and one questions also. I, I did, but it's okay. That's <laughs> how it always starts. We'll have a list and we just we snake through the grass. We do babble. But it was, it was really good conversation and... Tim, thank you so much for a lot of fun. I don't get a chance. I, you know what? Like I said, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke up your asses or anything. You guys were really always nice people to me. You always were good, and uh, you never took advantage of me. And I always thought you guys were like really dedicated to what you're doing. So I mean, that's it's fun to see you guys again because I haven't seen you in so long. You know, I, there's too many, there's too many people out there that are pretenders that, you know. You just sit there and go, yeah, okay, pal. You know, just, just <laughs> leave me alone. You know, lose my number tomorrow. But uh, so it was fun to be able to go oh, and just shoot the shit. And man, you guys, see what happens? You wound me up, and I was drinking decaf coffee. <laughs> decaf. Can you imagine? Somewhere in the night, it'll happen. Can, can you imagine what I would be like on regular? <laughs> You're gonna get home, and Nancy's gonna be like, "What did they do to you?" I'll be well, like, no, I have to. I have to sit there for about you know an hour and just try to. Try to like you know slow my brain down, but that ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we covered everything. I think. I yeah, mean, we covered er- paranormal wise between groups. Not a, I mean, we went all over the I'm map. I'm not even gonna know where to start with the description. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just call it the Chronicles of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If really, that's a. Oh my God! People are gonna be just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" No, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "When is he coming back?" Who on? is this guy? <laughs> he is lost. No, this is. I thought this was excellent. It's an excellent episode. Yeah. So you're lucky. You're lucky. I'm not doing the doing the live. I'd be going. Take your vitamins. <laughs> Where can we find? Say Where can we find Tim? Where can we find Parababble? Well, for Tim, you can find him at um, SeanThomasProductions.com for uh, Curiosity episodes season one and two now. Two will be starting this month. And yep. you possibly might be going back on the air. Uh, at the end of this month, I should be uh, back on ParaX. Uh, I'm not sure at a time, but Tuesdays, right. once a month. So definitely look for that, um, and it's not in competition with us, so you can listen to both. Yay! Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Or I'm going to send that little damn clown that lives underneath your bed to wake you up in the middle of the night. That's a scary clown. They all are, though, right? <laughs> they all. <laughs> And you can listen to Parababble on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, at Parababble for Twitter and Facebook Facebook and Parababble at gmail.com for email. Parababble podcast. Right? Parababble podcast at gmail.com. Oh, so close. <laughs> we love Parababble. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. I got to get my official Parababble underwear. You do. I'm wearing mine right now. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You had that sly Speedo uh, smile. That's why you've been so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> is it vinyl? Because uh-huh. the chafing is divine. It's <laughs> order oh. from China, so. <laughs> All right. This is us. We're cutting out. Until next time, take care and we shall see you. Babylon, babblers. <laughs> <laughs>